Welcome to the Staying Golden Podcast, where we'll be catching up with Laurier alumni to give the Laurier community a glimpse of what the future may hold after graduation. We would like to acknowledge that Wilfrid Laurier University and its campuses are located on the Haldeman Track, traditional territory of the Neutral, Anishinaabe, and Haudenosaunee peoples. Today, I'm here with Abed Ali, who graduated from Laurier's Brantford campus in 2015. So, Abed, how are you doing today? Excellent, Luke. Cover yourself. I'm doing great, thanks. Um, so, before we get into all the school experience and the work talk, I was hoping to learn a bit more about you. So, how do you typically spend your time when you're not at work? Oh, boy. Well, um, my work involves sitting in front of a computer for uh, long periods of time. So, when I'm not working, I try to get as far away as possible from my uh desk. So that, that includes, you know, going for hikes. Uh, I recently picked up bicycling, so I'm, I'm pretty keen on doing that. During the summer months, I also ride a motorcycle, so I'll, I'll, I'll try and uh, get out as much as possible. During the winter months, I'm tr- also trying to embrace the cold and, and have recently started skiing. So looking forward to hitting up some of the slopes this uh, winter. Oh, that's great. Yeah, you're more brave than me. I typically like to stay indoors as much as possible during the cold months. So getting more into kind of the school side of things, uh, I'm curious as why you chose Laurier and kind of what you were looking for when you first got to looking for schools. Yeah, uh, that, that's a really great question. So uh, I guess I would say there's a few reasons why I went with Laurier. First and foremost, Laurier had very good um, kind of student satisfaction results over the past few years back when I was applying and, and I, it's still true today. So uh, obviously I reviewed some of the kind of uh, student satisfaction surveys and, and got an understanding of, you know, student life at Laurier um, and, and just how things operate. They also have, uh, you know, I would say award-winning instructors and a very exceptional student life and admin staff. So people are very interconnected. Uh, there's a lot going on on the campus. And, and I think that that was a big draw for me. And I would say in terms of the program itself, it was innovative. I was very much interested in technology and business and, and uh, seeing that Laurier was one of the very few universities in Canada that was offering the business technology management program uh, back in 20, uh, I, I guess that was 2012 now. You know, I, that, that really kind of uh, gathered my attention and I, I was very much interested in kind of pursuing that, that line of work. So um, naturally, it kind of, you know, uh, came hand in hand. And then lastly, I think Laureate just overall has a very good tradition for academic excellence and, and preparing their students to succeed. So I, I did speak with some alumni at that time and they had nothing but good things to say about their experience at Laureate, but also how it prepared them uh, for when they were going to graduate. Yeah, totally. And I can definitely attest to the student satisfaction. Those numbers were a big draw for me. And uh, yeah, the business program has been good to me as well so far. So could you explain a little bit more about the business technology management program and kind of how it differs from a more traditional business degree? Sure. Um, So business technology management program, I would say, is the perfect combination of a traditional business degree combined with a degree focused on technology and its many, many uses in today's workforce. So where a traditional business administration degree, you know, would provide graduates with a deep understanding of the business world, a BTM degree, uh, I would say, takes it a step further and really helps to holistically connect the gaps between business and technology. Um, that was the, one of the key things that I've uh, seen, you know, in, in 
my tenure at, at Bank of America and, and some other firms where there, there, there was a huge communication gap between business and technology. A lot of times what business was saying, technology uh, couldn't implement a lot of times what technology wanted to do, business didn't want to invest in. So I think the BTM degree was really the perfect kind of stopgap between these two um, domains. And, and so hopefully that kind of answers your question. So from what I understand, you were one of the first BTM students. Uh, was that like a unique experience? Um, were they still trying to figure things out or how did that go for you? Yeah, absolutely. No, you're right. So we were, um, I was part of the first ever graduating class from BTM. And uh, so, you know, um, the, the experience itself was exceptional. We had a, a fairly tight-knit group by the end of it. I think there was maybe around 18 of us that graduated together. Uh, but those 18, you know, we have still kept uh, in close contact with uh, many of them to, to this date. We're, we're a very tight-knit group that spent a lot of time together, uh, especially because we also had, uh, uh, we, we were also on campus in the summer. So with, you know, Brantford, typically there, were, there weren't a lot of programs offering summer courses. So uh, we got a chance to really kind of become uh, really close with each other during those months. And, and uh, a lot of us would also land internships in Toronto. So we would always be kind of uh, meeting up for lunch and, and whatnot. Um, I'd also say, you know, our interactions with our instructors were uh, more on a personal level compared to some of my friends at other universities, you know, who, who would have had classes with a thousand people, 500 people. Um, whereas for us, our, our classes were uh, much smaller. Uh, all of our professors knew our names. We, you know, we got to communicate with them outside of the class, inside the class. And I, I think, you know, that, that was a very cool experience. Um, and, and so although we were the first group to really try different learning methodologies. We never really felt alone because of the support network that was always in place. Gotcha. So going back to those internships, were, was that part of a co-op program that Brantford was offering or were you finding those on your own? No, that, that was absolutely a part of the BTM program. And, and actually one of the reasons why I chose BTM as well uh, was the opportunity to um, join the co-op program. Sure. So how many work terms did you get to do and in- can you describe some of those experiences? Absolutely. Um, so it's been a few years, but I know for a fact that I interned at two companies. Now, I don't know. I believe it was three work terms, but I'll have to double check. Uh, with that being said, uh, you know, I, I interned at Bank of America, Merrill Lynch and Fidelity Investments. So both financial services uh, related firms. And, uh, you know, I my, my overall experience is wonderful. I have a great deal of respect and admiration for the co-op staff members who kind of, you know, they were very hands-on with us, as, especially because they knew our program was brand new. So uh, if we had interviews at the Waterloo campus, for example, they actually drove us there. Um, they, they were kind of, you know, always supporting us, coaching us, guiding us on how to conduct interviews, how to do case studies. Uh, so it was a very hands-on experience. And I think, you know, that really made it, made the whole process very simple and easy. Wow, that's great. I had no idea they were like trucking people over from Brantford for for interviews. That's an awesome service. That's, that's the unfortunate part that, you know, the I, I guess public transport uh, back then at least wasn't yeah. uh, as readily available. So uh, we had to do what we had to do. <laughs> gotcha. So what would you say are some of your favorite memories from your time on Brantford campus? Ooh, um, you know, as I mentioned, we were a very tight-knit group, and um, the memories that I've made are going to stick with me for, you know, the rest of my life. Uh, 
we, we would always have like late night study sessions in the student center. Uh, we'd go exploring the city. As I mentioned, we were, you know, on campus in the summer. So after class, we pretty much had nothing to do other than to go out. So we would, you know, go to different parts and uh, the, in the Grand River, go fishing out there. Uh, and obviously, can't forget to shout out Lonnie's uh, poutine, uh, one of the best poutines I've ever had. And to this day, I still remember it. So, um, you know, no, just I had a very wonderful time in Brantford, considering the fact that I had never been to Brantford before I, you know, uh, applied to Laurier. And, and so um, it was home away from home. And uh, also, you know, I, I would like to call out some faculty members that really made this uh, experience very exceptional. Uh, Dr. Patricia McLaren, uh, Dr. Akbar Saeed and Dr. Josephine McMurray were some of the instructors that I worked very closely with and, and still try to stay in touch with them to this day. That's great. And that's great that you've stayed in touch with those profs uh, beyond. Um, so moving on to kind of when you were looking for work and in that transition stage, um, it sounds like your co-op from Merrill Lynch led to a full-time position. Uh, is that Was that the case? That's an accurate statement. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, my uh, co-op at Bank of America was, I guess, instrumental in helping me land a job after graduating. Uh, my manager, who also kind of uh, became a mentor to me uh, when I started interning for her, um, asked me to come back when I graduated. And um, so thankfully, the, you know, I would say the process of finding a job after graduating was relatively simple compared to, you know, some other folks that were uh, entering the industry back then. So, um, you know, my, my co-op experience really kind of helped me land that job. Sure. And do you think there's anything you could kind of pull from in that co-op experience, like um, in terms of kind of how you ha- had that conversation in terms of wanting to come back? Was it just something that your manager brought up or was that something that you were kind of thinking of as well? Yeah, no, it's, it's all about networking, right? So um, as I said, I, I did uh, co-op terms at two different firms and I made sure to stay in close contact with my managers um, that I entered for. So you know, I'd keep them up to date on my progress, send them a, uh, an email every once in a while just to you know, make sure that the communication lines are remaining open and uh, just keeping them informed on my progress so that uh, when I graduated, they could support me. And, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, one of my managers uh, who was at Bank of America reached out and she said, hey, I know you're graduating soon. Um, don't worry about don't worry about hitting the job market because, you know, you can come work for me. And and so it was all about, you know, networking and making sure that I was communicating with them. That's amazing. And that's, yeah, definitely great advice. And what I've heard over and over again is networking, making connections, uh, making good impressions on people is, is huge for, for future opportunities. Uh, so moving on to that work experience, you were at Bank of America for over four years as first a, a risk analyst and risk consultant. So could you speak to a little bit about how the BTM program prepared you for that job and for the experience that you had there? Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, my educational experience contributed directly to me working as a risk analyst at Bank of America. I worked in their project management office and uh, I leveraged various project management disciplines that I uh, studied in in my BTM program, as well as my understanding of technology uh, to become successful, not only as an intern, but also as a full-time employee who was there for over four years. Gotcha. And what was kind of the day-to-day work like when you were working in the analyst role? Yeah, so, you know, um, the work was quite repetitive, uh, where I was responsible for overseeing the security of a suite of applications. My work required um, the building of various Excel models, in the beginning, 
to track any infrastructure and application security breaches and non-compliance. As as time went on and the bank started to embrace new technologies, I then had to pivot and uh, learn various data and analytics um, tools such as Tableau or Power BI so that I could create executive level presentations and and uh, live dashboards for, for other parties to view. Got it. And then uh, were you promoted to risk consultant or was that more of a lateral shift? Or No, I, I, I was promoted to. So initially it was kind of, um, you know, a an analyst role and then I, I got promoted uh, to, to a risk consultant role. Sure. So what kind of new projects or different work were you taking on as a consultant in that role? Yeah. So, you know, um, in that particular role, I think it became more hands-on. I, I started dealing with teams across the globe. So it was a uh, Bank of America is one of the largest banks in the world. And, and our team had a presence in um, Japan, Singapore, uh, India, Philippines, um, the UK, US. Uh, I sat in Toronto. My manager was in New York. We had a teammate in, in London. We had another team in California. So uh, it was a very kind of geographically dispersed team. And, and uh, we offered consulting, risk consulting services to um, one of the lines of business of the bank, which was global wholesale banking. So our job was to kind of provide uh, advisory on, you know, how um, certain teams should address uh, infrastructure-related issues or how they should go about uh, upgrading uh, existing technologies or implementing new new software that, that's coming down the pipeline. So our, our job was kind of as internal consultants uh, providing uh, advisory services. Gotcha. And then since then, you've now moved to Capco, where you're doing management consultation, right? So what kind of triggered that move or the move away from Bank of America? Was it more of a push or a pull? Good question. I think uh, for me, it was just time for uh, me to grow. I, I was always interested in management consulting, and, and the timing just was right at that time. I, um, Once again, no surprise there. I, I used my networking, uh, my, my network to connect with a friend who, who was able to kind of uh, submit my resume. I eventually landed an interview and... Uh, uh, you know, I, at that time, I was also interviewing with several other consulting firms. And uh, during my discovery phase where, I, you know, I was speaking with various individuals at these firms, um, I, I learned that Capco was the best option for me. They are a leader in the financial services consulting world. And this was the space that I was most interested in working. Um, so, you know, for me, it was a natural fit and it's, it's worked out wonderfully. Sure. So were you being contacted by these firms like they were? wanting you to come there or were you reaching out and asking for these positions? So, so back then I was, uh, I was cold calling. I was, you know, uh, reaching out and trying to connect with as many folks as possible. Um, and, and so really it was just, I, I was doing what I needed to do to uh, get into consulting. Gotcha. And what kind of advice could you give to someone who's kind of in that position where they don't really know anyone at a company, but are interested in a job there and like, how should they approach that initial cold call? Uh, you know, um, great question. And ever since I've joined consulting, it's happened to me often um, where, you know, I, I do get contacted by individuals that are interested in this world. They, they would like to pursue a career in consulting. They just don't know where to start. And then um, to those, I would just say network, network, network. That's the key word here. Um, reach out to people on LinkedIn. 
Um, you know, if you're interested, LinkedIn can provide you very valuable data in terms of, you know, who works at which firm. And, and so um, even if you don't know someone, there's no harm in sending them a message, make it professional. Um, and, and more often than not, people are willing to help. Um, so, you know, if you offer to take them for a coffee chat or, you know, have a virtual chat, whatever works, um, whatever you can do to get your name out there, you, you need to do. And I, I would say, you know, use any sort of tools, obviously LinkedIn uh, is, is probably your best bet, but I'm, I'm sure there are other options out there for you as well. Talking to friends who may have uh, contacts with firms, uh, but yeah, getting your name out there uh, is, is the best way to do it. I, from personal experience, I would say, you know, consulting jobs are highly sought after. So there's a lot of demand, not as much supply. Um, so it's quite difficult to get in without a referral. So having someone who can vouch for you will, will make all the difference in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. And having those connections, I guess some people could say like you have those connections, so you get the job, but you really do have to work for those connections most of the time anyways. So, so what kind of issues are you solving as a consultant with Capco? Uh, that, that's an interesting question. So I think I've worked on several very interesting initiatives during my tenure at Capco. Uh, you know, one of the engagements that I was on, we were working for a tier one bank that uh, wanted us to develop new key risk and key performance indicators for their risk team, as well as a um, new dashboard that they could kind of leverage to constantly monitor any risk exposure to, to the bank. Uh, I've also worked for a top five insurance firm that wanted to, uh, to undertake a complete end-to-end digital overall of their uh, customer experience. So we assist, assisted them in building out additional digital capabilities, such as the ability to uh, get quotes and purchase policies through mobile, tablet, or desktop-based uh, web applications. Uh, I also worked with a global technology services uh, provider to assist their HR and people partner team in streamlining their hiring process. So uh, what they had realized was they were losing too much talent due to the significant time to onboard new employees. Um, and, and so I worked directly with their teams in UK, Poland, Romania, Serbia, Philippines, and India to automate uh, their offer letters, created an in-house hire, uh, tool that hiring managers could use to create new job recs at a faster pace and help the client actually create an RFP to take to market uh, to source a new vendor that could conduct technical assessments of uh, candidates. Uh, and then I think one other one that, you know, I, I was very happy with was uh, uh, the client was looking to increase their wealth management penetration within new and existing client segments globally and, and to grow their wealth business. Um, so they were targeting the UK, South Africa, Germany, Ireland, and Australia uh, as, as potential kind of growth opportunity um, geographies. And, and so we were tasked with creating a very comprehensive multi-year strategy and roadmap for the client, including uh, market penetration assessment of each geographic region, uh, determining the market attractiveness uh, by customer and market segment, identifying key customer requirements for each market, uh, assessing the competitive landscape and barriers to entry, and then lastly, offering our advice on whether the client should pursue an organic or an inorganic growth strategy. Got it. So you get like a wide range in the consulting business. <laughs> One thing I'm kind of just curious about for you is how you define success in your career or kind of what you're working towards or, or looking to get out of 
the career that you're choosing. Yeah. Um, you know, I, one of the best things about this line of work is no two days are the same. Uh, so every day you're solving a different problem, you're putting out a different fire. And, and for me, that's, um, that's been key in kind of, you know, helping me grow professionally. So uh, one of the biggest things I wanted to do when I left the bank was uh, personal growth. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I found that uh, that I didn't necessarily have the opportunities for that. Um, but, but once I did move into consulting, I think it became just so much easier for me to um, grow professionally. My public speaking skills became better. I, I'm, you know, I'm constantly conversing with C-suite executives. I was able to, you know, I'm, I'm creating and building networks at, at major financial firms across the world. Uh, I've been able to, you know, uh, conduct and, and lead uh, many engagements at this point. I'm managing, you know, I've been able to manage um, staff. So, you know, constant growth has been very vital to, to you know, my personal success. And, and I'd, I'd like to see that continue to happen. That's amazing. I think, yeah, having personal goals and all that tied in with your definition of success is important just to kind of feel content with where you're at too. So is there anything you wish you knew when you started your career that you've kind of learned along the way? Uh, you know, I would say, yeah, I probably should have, um, I, I, I think I, I became kind of stagnant the first couple of years because I was just focused on, you know, I've landed this job. I just want to do really well in it, but, uh, it came to the point where I was just doing the same thing over and over again. I, I, if I were to go back, I probably would have pursued a, um, you know, a specialized circuit or, or something where I could differentiate myself. Uh, and I think, you know, that would have definitely made life a lot easier when I was uh, uh, pursuing opportunities within consulting. Got it. So kind of moving away from career stuff, um, in terms of how you've kept in touch with the school post-graduation, you've talked about keeping in touch with some of your profs and that kind of thing. Um, how else are you staying involved with Laurier? Yeah. Um, so, you know, on a more formal level, I am part of the Wilfrid Laurier University Alumni Association Board, uh, serving on the outreach committee. So, uh, we're primarily responsible for working with the Alumni Association to host events and um, such as Partners in Excellence and Awards of Excellence, where we highlight some of the brightest and uh, most promising alumni that Laurier has. So, you know, that's um, that's been an amazing experience working with alumni from, you know, various parts of life uh, at Laurier and uh, just, you know, supporting the university. I, I, I would like to continue to do that. Amazing, and that's that's great to hear that you can be a part of things going going forward. Um, so that's all the questions I have for today. I want to say thanks so much for taking the time. Um, I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. And I hope you take care. Thanks. Take care. Bye bye.